Welcome to Along the Way, sponsored by Rent My Equipment. We're excited today as our guest is Nate Petrosky. Nate is a homesteader, social media influencer, and our connection with Nate is when we launched the technology company, Rent My Equipment, we were trying to advertise across several platforms of social media, and we were looking for opportunities to engage with an influencer. And we came across Nate's material on TikTok, really enjoyed it. It was fascinating, addictive. I found myself just watching a lot of his videos, following him. And then we gambled, reached out to him. And fortunately, he was interested in Rent My Equipment, interested in the brand. And he is now a shareholder and investor. And he's helping us build our brand. And he's done a, an incredible job. So if you've not checked out Nate Petrosky, Nate, I'm going to let you give out how to find you on TikTok and YouTube. You got to go check him out. It's really fascinating. And his story's fascinating, and he's going to share that with us today. So thank you for being part of the program. You've got producer extraordinaire and co-host Isaac Dantzler here. Of course, I'm Mark Williams, and this is Nate Petrosky. Hey, guys. Isaac here, and this is the part of the show where normally I'll tell you a little bit more about Rent My Equipment. But today, I'm going to ask you a favor. You see, we have some amazing, amazing episodes and guests lined up, but we need your help. We need you to share this podcast. Put it on your social media. Text it to a friend or a family member. Rate the podcast on your favorite podcast app. We want more people to be able to hear these amazing stories of these amazing people, but we can't do that without your help. So please, share or send this podcast to someone. It would really help us out a ton, and we'll see you next time along the way. Nate, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's, it's great to be here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a homesteader and a social media influencer, and you can find me on TikTok at just Nate Petrosky, or on YouTube, you can find me under Narrow Way Homestead. Awesome. Nate's got a lot of followers, Isaac. What, what are we up to now? What are you up to now? As of last night, I just crossed the two million mark. Actually, congratulations! Wow. Congratulations! Yeah. I mean that that really that is a landmark, and uh, mm. you know a lot of, a lot of folks that know rent my equipment. You know we had uh, we had a gentleman that uh, that worked with us, Randy McReynolds, that was a personal friend of of uh, one of our officers, and he did a he did a great job for us. But we he was uh, working on you know just he was doing some his own material and uh, and, and you know had some success, but. Then he partnered up with us, and we did a few things. But, folks, we we had a personal experience and realized the challenges. What Nate has done is not easy. To, to, to get that kind of that number of followers, it's very, very difficult. Anybody that's, that's attempted it has experienced it. You know what? There's some magic involved. There's some blessings from above involved. I mean, it is. there's a lot of hard work involved. There's a lot of talent involved. But two million—that's incredible! Congratulations again. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, it's 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 really something. It was it was crazy early on when I started. I got up to ten thousand followers within like three weeks, and that kind of blew my mind. I I thought it was crazy, so I just ended up doing like an introduction video, just saying, "Hey, my name's Nate. This is how I live. This is what I do." And in forty-eight hours, it shot up over a hundred thousand to like a hundred twenty-six thousand followers or something on there, and. You know that video reached millions of people, and I was just completely dumbfounded. I think, I think one of the biggest keys to the success was just living such a different lifestyle than everyone else, and it just resonated with a lot of people. And that's that's the only thing I can come up with. 
Well, you you know, you speak well, you articulate well. There's definitely some, there's a lot of creativity in your videos. I watched a video this morning. I watched your where you're working with the cats around the duckling. Yeah. And uh, I was captivated by it. So I'm sitting there watching it. I, I have a good friend of mine, Dave Thompson, Dave Thompson Outdoors, as he calls his, and he does a little bit of stuff. But he he had a cat, Junior, that was just fierce and uh, just killed everything around. This cat would kill snakes, birds, rabbits. It didn't matter. And uh, sure. and so cats obviously can pretty, be particularly aggressive. And like you said, a duckling is is probably like filet mignon to them <laughs> sitting there looking at it. So, but I mean, I liked the video. It was good. Well, I know a little bit about your story. So I think you were you living in Pennsylvania. Were in the construction industry in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Y- yeah, that's right. Actually. Um I mean, backing way up, I started my career just simply right out of high school working for a contractor and worked my way up in a small custom home building company. And then after nine years of that, I went out on my own and started my own renovation business. And I just kept it really small. I never did get any employees. I just hired subcontractors, but I hired, you know, really good subcontractors because when you're doing renovation, you're in with the customers all the time. And and all that so that was that was a really interesting period i really actually enjoyed doing the work i just also did all my own book work and everything else too and it got to be a little overwhelming oh i can imagine so what, what's interesting about that isaac is is nate knows power tools and equipment so he can really relate to what rent my equipment is trying to accomplish with just you know renting anything and everything that's that has anything to do with a, a home improvement project new construction you know obviously even even to downright living in the mountains and it's west virginia correct that's right yep you know some of the outdoor stuff that we've got on there and uh, things of that nature so so you um so you were in the home improvement business in in pennsylvania what part of pennsylvania was it it was york county it was uh, just above the maryland line actually okay and, uh, and so what possessed you to sell your company or part ways and then head to West Virginia? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a couple things. I was kind of just feeling burned out from it. I'd go to work, you know, I'd work in the field 40 hours a week, and then I'd work in the office another 40 hours a week or, you know, the storage building or warehouse or whatever it was. Sure. So I, I was kind of, you know, getting burned out. The money was good. It was, it was fun, but it was an expensive place to live. The taxes there were outrageous property taxes in particular. And then I did really good one year. I said, you know, I'm going to stop investing so much into tools because I want to buy a different property that I can run my business out of. And so by not investing all the money I was making into tools, I didn't get a big tax write-off. And so I ended up writing this massive check to the IRS. And I'm like, well, like, I just worked really hard for all this. This is stupid. Why do I even go to work? And so (laughs) I just said, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go look in West Virginia. The property taxes are way lower. And if I don't have to make as much money, I don't have to pay as much income tax. So I can still stay legal at the same time. I don't have to pay that much taxes and looked around at properties probably for about three months. Every other week I'd go out and visit like seven properties and just looked all over the state and eventually settled on this property and, you know, finished up my last jobs and packed everything up and moved out here with a camper camper to an empty field and a order of lumber coming for a storage building to put all my stuff in. Wow. I wanted... 
I wanted to ask why West Virginia, but but you had done a little bit of research and the property taxes or the tax rate was low. And had you vacationed there before? Yeah. Or had any you know family lived there? Was there a, an experience early in life that 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 kind of drew you to West Virginia first? Not really. I mean, I had just kind of done a lot of research on it. When I was younger, I kind of fantasized about homesteading. I was like, it'd be cool, you know, and I was like, where would I go? And so I, I did research and, and, and found different states that had favorable laws to doing this type of lifestyle. And a lot of them were up north, and I just don't like the cold. So I was like, well, I'm not really interested in, you know, Maine, Alaska, a lot, lot of good places to go. Um, sure. But West Virginia was a little more temperate and... Um, you know, it's, it's just such rugged terrain that it's just very rural. You know, not a lot of people want to be here. There's not a lot of infrastructure. And so that brings the property values down and the taxes stay down. And for me, like, you know, what a lot of people don't like, for me, that's what I like. Right. Makes sense. So I'm curious, kind of, <laughs> when did the idea of like, oh, I should make like videos about this stuff? Was it a YouTube channel first? Was it TikTok first? Like, when did that come across? Yeah, no. So it was a it was a, a YouTube idea. I actually started it a couple, uh, probably a couple months before I moved out here, and I just started making videos on YouTube, send it to friends and stuff. And I think uh, I probably did it for nine, ten months, and I got myself up to a whopping 160 subscribers or something like that. And I was thinking, well, this is. You know, it's a lot of effort just for for no bigger than it's growing. And so, like, how can I how can I still make videos with less effort? And I've been hearing about this TikTok app a lot, so I've tried it out. And I was like, hey, you know, you just make a short clip, you throw it out there. It just takes a couple seconds to make. So I just yeah got started on it and just instantly found success with it. Yeah, and I think personally for me, a lot of that comes from it is such a different way of life. It's such a different thing to me. And I think a lot of people think about doing that. You know, they wish, oh, I could live away from the world. Yeah. But so many people, I think, they're like, oh, I can't do that because this or this, and I won't be fun. I can't, you know. But here you are sitting in your air-conditioned room streaming on the Internet. <laughs> so it's, it's clearly not what everybody thinks it is. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's exactly right. And one of, one of the things I, I would do, I watched a lot of homesteading videos before I started. And so I would like watch how people were doing things. And, and it, it sort of like aggravated me. I'm like, why, why do they do it that way? Like, it seems difficult. It seems hard. You know, you could do this or you could do that. And eventually, like this whole plan just formulated in my head is like, how can I do this in a way that's just doesn't seem so difficult so primitive i don't want to have to carry five gallon buckets of water up the hill you know three times a day for animals like why don't i bury water lines why don't i do like why don't i integrate some more modern things into this old school way of living to kind of improve it but yet don't abandon everything that's old school because a lot of the old school stuff is really good yeah i one other thing that i thought was funny i've recently been on tiktok and i stumbled upon the cast iron skillet drama <laughs> there are people who have very strong feelings about cast iron skillets and what you should wash them or if you shouldn't, like how you should treat them. And it's so funny to me to imagine people caring this much about pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a particularly, I think, uh, in the South, you know, they just there's just a tradition and it goes all the way back to like lye soaps and stuff and it would strip the seasoning off your 
cast iron and so people's grandmothers you know would always like just be crazy about it and so this is just ingrained in a lot of people's minds and when i just started doing it like yeah i was surprised actually my first death threats actually came over cast iron um, oh my wow. god <laughs> <Death threats laughs> of, of all the things you know that's that's crazy. funny well, what's funny is, you know, here in where we, where Isaac and I live at in, in Chattanooga, you know, Lodge Manufacturing is uh, down in South Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they make uh, cast iron skillets. And for the, and I, I'm not, by all means, I'm not an expert on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm old enough that I remember my, you know, all, my grandparents having cast iron skillets and, you know, they, they can maintain flavor, right? You know, it's the, uh, so you, you don't want to wash that, uh, as you said, the seasoning away. And uh, yeah, people certainly are particular about about their cast iron sp- cast iron skillets. They, they are, they are, and yeah, that's yeah the flavor thing. That that's one of them rumors that I, I like to dispel. But like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that the layer of like un, of um, last night's meal and everything is actually like the seasoning, you know, the oils and everything left behind, and like. You want to actually totally remove that because the actual seasoning is oil that is polymerized to the metal and literally bond to it and change. It, it literally chemically changes what it is, and dish soap detergents can't can't touch it, but it does remove. Because I really don't want you know last night's supper. You know I don't want. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's just kind of a chemical process and. Apparently, most folks were just totally unaware that that's what happens. You know, one thing that's that's remarkable to me is because I've always been enamored with, obviously, not even to the extent of what Nate Nate has done, but but friends that I've grown up with that all of a sudden have taken a notion I'm going to move to to Seattle, Washington, or Honolulu, Hawaii, or across you know across the world. You know, when you you've grown up in this one particular area, you've got friends, you've got family. That's that's one of the things for me that that is you know my my parents are older now and I want to be near to them but I've I've always been fascinated with the courage that I feel like it takes for someone to say you know I'm going to move across the world and change everything or and obviously you think about to the extent of what Nate's done you know and uh, what what part of what part of West Virginia do you live in just tell us the region you know Nate uh, Isaac Nate's a celebrity now so he's got he's right, got to yeah, protect his uh, he's got to protect his, his his privacy a little bit but uh, what what part of West Virginia do you yeah no I'm in I'm in Roan County and the way that the state's shaped I'm I don't know I'm maybe like central at least as far as north and south and gotcha. maybe western a little bit in there well, in West Virginia, it's been a long time since I've been to West Virginia passed through, but it's very, it's one of the more rural states, is it not? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. We've got 1.7 million in the population in the whole state here, and I believe our biggest city is Charleston. I think its population is somewhere around 70 or 80,000, and then there's Parkersburg, which is a similar population. There might be, Morgantown might be kind of big, too, I'm not sure, but, I mean, yeah, there's nothing over 100,000, like... <laughs> Yeah, when you Isaac, when you put that in perspective, Na- Nashville's got two million people now. Right. Uh, you yeah. Know, I mean, so seriously though, talking about the celebrity of it, and we had our guest last week was Barry Williams, who a son is country music superstar Jason Aldean, and we were talking about he had a home in on the on the beach in Panama City Beach, Florida. And he told Isaac and I in the audience that literally people would come up that people that discovered that was Jason's home 
would come up and peer through his windows and knock on his door. He was on the public beach, but it was, you know, so far back off the beach, it was private where, where Jason lived. Right. And, and don't be wrong again, as we said that day, and we made sure we clarified this and so did Barry. I mean, he loves his fans, man, but you know, the guy is a, a workaholic works a million hours a week, on the road. So, you know, time with, with family is just so valuable to him yeah. and um, precious that that's a little weird. The uh, somebody's, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm a relatively no, nobody, if you will, if somebody was looking through my window, <laughs> I would be alarmed by it. So there was another gentleman, and I won't say his name at this point, but prior to you was a social media influencer that had about half the followers that you had that we had talked with briefly and uh, he was, you know, he was kind of sharing with us that, man, he, you know, he was, you know, getting recognized at a lot of places, couldn't go do things and stuff. So the, it's really, I mean, it's, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that particularly maybe my generation, the older generation realizes the uh, celebrity that is, is coming from, you know, TikTok, YouTube, some of the social media platforms. I use the example with someone with, let's say again, let's go back to Nate's got 2 million followers now. I think uh, the TV program Yellowstone with Kevin Costner at its peak had a average viewership of about 12 million. You figure that's six times what Nate does. And you think about the investment that's in producing one episode of Yellowstone. And, and then obviously you've got, you know, somebody you've got, you've got celebrities that have been around for decades, ultra popular, made millions of movies or made tons of movies and millions of dollars. Yeah. And then you, you factor in what, what, you know, Nate's got 2 million viewers. I mean, 2 million followers. I mean, it's, it's quite remarkable. Um, so back to leaving Pennsylvania and did you just out of curious, did you, um, when you left, you had your home improvement business, you had your construction business. Yep. Did you, when you moved to West Virginia, were you still, obviously that's come in incredibly handy for what you do now, <laughs> for but sure. did you, did you still take any more jobs or did you just kind of, man, just a clean break? I did take, uh, I think two more jobs after that. And, and kind of my initial plan was, you know, I can live so cheaply that during the winter time when the weather's bad, I was actually just going to go for a couple months and probably do do some jobs just to provide enough revenue until I got the homestead to be to the point where it would fund itself and take care of itself. Sure. But I, I ended up changing my mind just when social media picked up so much and I was able to start a, a coffee business and a beard oil business. And then I was able to fund it through that and mean that I don't actually have to leave the homestead to, to you know, bring in enough. And eventually, I want, like, everything here, you know, whether I'm, I'm selling livestock or crops or something, I do eventually want to get to the point where it funds itself. But in the meantime, I can actually fund it just through being on social media and promoting the businesses a little bit. Well, hopefully, I'll tell you what, what Nate has done for Rent My Equipment, the popularity that he's brought and the number of downloads and registrations, your Rent My Equipment stock is, is going up, buddy. So uh, hopefully that that's something that uh, helps you out one day. You know, speaking of um, Nate's um, experience and just, you know, he's mechanically inclined, he's, he's a carpenter. Isaac, I saw a video the other day where he just simply um, short up a screen door. The diagonal piece. You know, this, and, and it's so funny you say it because I could relate. I, I've always had dogs, and we've got a screened-in porch, and we've got a screen door. But the the door, gravity, it will sag after a while, and if you, and you know, particularly if you don't have the old diagonal piece. And uh, yep. Nate just goes out, finds a branch, 
cuts it, shapes it, and runs a couple of long screws in there and shores up that door. And, and you know what? It's it sort of educational, too, because he kind of explained the process and what he was doing and the reason you need it. And so, yeah, folks, if you've got that screened-in door that's been up for about five years and the very end of it's dragging across your deck, you need that new diagonal piece, or you need to you need to shore it up. But that experience I'll t- that comes in handy, I'm certain, with what you you know with the homesteading life. There's no question about it. Oh yeah, yeah, it it does for sure. I'm able to just build and like work through some you know unique problems just with ease, just simply because of my background being in construction. So something that I'm curious about. So I know that you obviously have some of your equipment on Rent My Equipment. I do. So I was curious if you had anybody rent any of that. And what's your experience been so far? Well, so far I haven't had anyone rent it yet. But again, the area I live in is so rural. It's kind of partly why I'm hoping these videos keep keep promoting the app because I'd like some locals around here to sign up. And yeah, because I think the nearest nearest equipment to me is probably like an hour and a half away now there's probably some people local that signed up that don't have anything on the app but may possibly rent something depending what i put on there yeah i think we've had i think we had a couple in west virginia i think there were a couple paddle boards and canoes that were rented a few months ago and i think those were the first rentals in west virginia but isaac your question was cool well I, i was just saying like i clearly I think it's interesting to me, rent my equipment, it's so easy for us to think about it as like, oh, this is a competitor to the traditional rental system. This is the competitor to, oh, you have to go to Home Depot to get the saw or whatever you need. But it's like, also, it's really helpful for a smaller community. These people who have nothing really close to them and now can get access to these sorts of tools if people have them and and put them up there. Well, yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, you know, it's an hour and a half for me to go to the nearest person on Rent My Equipment to rent something, but it's not much less than an hour and a half to go to the nearest tool rental place and rent something either, you know? So it totally can be really good for small communities because, you know, no no rental company is going to come and just put up a big rental operation in the middle of, you know, my largest town in the county here, which is 2,000 people population. You know, they're just not going to do that. But individuals going onto an app and listing equipment, that makes much more sense. And with it being real community-minded around here, it would just build relationships and friendships. And I think it would help tie the community together, actually. Well, that's one thing that, uh, no question about it, Isaac, when, when we originally approached Nate, Nate fully understood the concept with his background and obviously the rural area that he lives in. And folks, you know, this is a this is a new company. We are launching this company with with Nate's help. Yep. You know, we're we're getting the word out and getting the information out and and before you can have rentals in your area, there has to be inventory. So we've been in the process of building inventory. Interestingly enough, I can't say too much about this, Nate, but we had a conventional rental company, sizable company, okay. approach us about an acquisition and we had a meeting with him yesterday and we're not we're not interested in selling the company. We're interested in selling the shares that are available in the second round, but but uh, we met with these folks, and, and it was th- they've done remarkable things. They, they, they're a relatively new company growing through acquisition. But cool. they had to uh, ask, you know, Mark, if you incorporated a brick-and-mortar rental company, a traditional rental company's inventory onto the app, and, and obviously you could triple up or, 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 you know, maybe tenfold your inventory overnight. Yeah. But one, do you think that would deter the do-it-yourselfer, the guy with the uh, you know the the side by side in his barn that he wants to rent, and 
And, you know, our my response was absolutely not. First, you know, a, a great example is the the big taxi industry in New York did not ter, deter the individual from you know becoming an uber driver right as a matter of fact it was it was the polar opposite the uber industry which was just made up of individuals basically almost <laughs> destroyed the taxi industry and it goes back to what 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 nate just said the the convenience of it you know if i don't have to drive eight miles to that rental yard to pick that up if there's if there's 10 of those along the way why would i drive over to that yard and then the other thing is guys we have not allowed conventional rental traditional rental to list products on the site because they've got operating costs they've got overhead so we wanted the individual that could you know rent it out very competitively yeah we want them to set the price and we want it to be a bargain you know we want it to be a good deal we want people to make money but we want people to be able to save money and then there's that what what you just nate what you just referred to Hey, you're, you're helping out your fellow man to get your neighbor down the road that really takes great care of his yard and takes care of his place. If he's got a backpack blower for rent, yeah. why not rent from him? You know, and, you know, guys, with, with this very questionable economy where everyone who can't use supplemental income. Right. For instance, I have an extension ladder. I have a suitcase generator that's great for backpacking, a little 900-watt generator. I have a, believe it or not, the thing that's rented the most for me is a Bissell carpet cleaning machine a little spot cleaner okay that uh, has probably rented out a total of eight to ten days multiple rentals but you know in and um i've got those i bought those at one time because i wanted them i needed them and i still use them sure but i use them so seldom that more often than not they're just sitting there in my garage and so i thought well you know first of all if i could you know if it if it gives you know somebody an affordable you know option to you know clean it up after your dog or or whatever and then um it does supplement my uh, family income well, each sure. month. i got two daughters in college buddy i need that money <laughs> Nate, you know right, right they're not cheap yeah wonderful girls but they're not cheap but uh, yeah that that was that was kind of the you know that was the idea and and obviously uh, again nate and isaac here in this podcast what we're doing it this was a cost-effective means of marketing the company so we're building a company be patient with us i mean obviously as you know you you folks can help us out by downloading and uh, registering and then listing some stuff on the app either you hope to make money from the app or you hope to save money from the app by by you know affordable rental options by the way i i think nate has mentioned this in one of his videos but you know we use a third-party financial institution stripe very respected and we're not in the finance business and they've got fraud prevention they've got all different types of things that they do to make sure that we're all protected off of credit card transaction and an electronic payment to the equipment owner. That has worked very well for for us. Being in the technology business, being in an app, we've already had some folks that have tried to take advantage of the system. Oh, and sure. fortunately, that uh, that company has helped us kind of vet that. And uh, and we've caught a few. But hey, that's part of it. But we're, we're excited. It's, it's really, uh, again, Isaac Nate's contribution has been fantastic. I think this is our this is our. This will be our third podcast published once we publish Nate's podcast. It's another way to market the company. But so far, we've had great, great guests. And by the way, some of the guests that we had, we've got, we've got a couple unpublished still. But we had a, an assistant coach for the Philadelphia Phillies that Mike Cleetry that'll that that publish will be coming up soon. But um, with what you're doing on TikTok and YouTube. Are there any other social media platforms that you're looking at that you're interested in, in, in kind of, you know, promoting your brand on as well? 
Yeah, I'll probably be starting doing some stuff on Instagram, and I, I do have a page on Facebook as well. I'm not very active there at the moment, but I'm going to be looking to start on both of those more actively and probably even port a lot of my content that's on TikTok over to them and just be, you know, multi-platform. Well, I think that is going to wrap up most of our time here. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. This has been Nate with us, and it's been super interesting. Check him out on TikTok and YouTube, as he just said. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you for everything you've done for Rent My Equipment, and uh, we'll see you quite often along the way. All right. Yep, we sure will. It was great. Bye-bye. Thank you, Nate. Have a great day, buddy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>